Hey there, this is Michelle Anderson, your host of the Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs. And I plan in all of my episodes to talk about all the ways inside and out that you can manifest the business of your dreams. And I can't actually explain that without explaining how you're going to manifest the life of your dreams too. So I am definitely a person who likes to teach by doing and being the example. And I want to continue the conversation about desire. There's so much about this topic to relate to. And I did explain some of that in the last episode. And I'm really excited to continue the conversation. So today I want to talk a little bit about how natural desire actually is, but how we go away from this thing and how that can really hurt our lives or put us on a course that's just really not our truth. So what I mean by that is when we're born and before people get a chance to give us their beliefs and tell us how the world works and basically start to share with us the stories that they believe, which might not actually be true or helpful stories. We have a natural connection to who we are. It's just how we're connected. Um, And you might, when you're really little, have some trauma or just really, really strong influences from your environment that start to take you away from this right away. But when you look at kids and how they play and just how they can really get lost in the moment or just be alive. Like they are naturally kind of more connected to this uncensored message of desire. And I love the image of a child and I definitely was one who just knows what they want and begs and begs for it. And it seems ridiculous and it doesn't really fit the context, but this child will not relent. And that is something that we lose as we sometimes grow up and start to believe other things. So I talked a little bit about in the last episode, my personal experience about really not being connected with desire. And um, I think that when you start to doubt your inner knowing we automatically have this compass and it is that inner thought process emotions whatever you want to call this thing I call it my inner being my inner knowing my truth the inspiration from within that thing inside the thing that makes us feel happy or inspired that's kind of the real deal that's all we need to know in every single one of my studies and experiences learning from from a pretty wide variety of coaching methods and uh, modalities it all goes back to the the fact that this inside is like the informant of you it is what some people might want to say is their god self or the universe or energy if you have a faith-based practice that might be what you connect to through your faith that you say is whatever your highest most high connection is that might be the thing but 
In practical terms, I call it the inner knowing and the truth. It is that little thing inside of you that says, hey, I want ice cream right now. (laughs) And it is not the thing that comes after that that says, oh, but if you eat ice cream, you're going to put on a couple of pounds. So think about that. Your desire might be saying, hey, I want ice cream right now. That sounds great. That is my truth speaking through me. I want this thing. That second thing that says, oh, that's silly. You're going to put on a couple of pounds. Where did that come from? That thought is not you. That's a story. That's from the outside. That came from somewhere. That could be a parent. That could be a self-conscious aunt. That could be the media But what happens is we adopt these thoughts and the more we think them, this is scientifically proven, the more we think them, they actually become embodied and they become beliefs. Now, let's take that example and let's say you saw this person, let's say you love ice cream and let's say you saw this person complaining about how ice cream always puts on pounds and maybe they embodied that, maybe they were putting on pounds and they blamed it on their love of ice cream. And you decided that you were thinking that too, that worried you, that impacted you. And then it becomes a belief that you believe. And so every time you want this ice cream, you're conflicted and you have this tension because you believe that it also puts on pounds. Whether or not that's happening for you, uh, that will... regardless be attention and it may actually come to be so that is how other people's stories and beliefs start to become ours that's just one little example but there's a lot of really crazy examples and I remember when I started my coaching journey there were just all these beliefs and I just started waking up to them and I thought dear me like I have all these beliefs that I don't really want to believe like We adopt so many beliefs just by vicariously, you know, like embodying them when we're children. And money is one that we quickly take in and sponge up. And then that will be a huge formational piece of who you are going forward. So let's say as a child, you you desire to have this abundant life and you want to have all these great things, but... You learn from the environment around you, your parents, they give you clues like they work really hard and they save their money and they, uh, whatever they do. So you get this thought like money comes from working hard and saving. So no matter how hard you work and how much you save, that might be in conflict with how abundance is really going to come in for you. So by the time people end up having these what I consider awakenings um, and that's kind of how I experienced it and have seen it I like the term rock bottom as well so uh, it's common that someone will become so frustrated and in pain with the thoughts in their life that have driven them to a point where their life is just not functional enough it's not to where they want to be that Um, it, it causes a real desire to change and the desire inside starts to talk louder than the stories you've adopted.
So I remember this happening to me a couple of times, but I've also noticed that it's almost like a competition when you lose that natural connection to your desire by just collecting all these stories. And what happens is the stories will compound. So say you've collected all these stories that aren't true from other people and you decide to make your life based on these stories and you really get removed from your desire. And that might be someone who has, you know, a lot of conflict about who they are inside versus what these rules are that they created for themselves based on what other people are saying. Then that tension between what they really are and what the rules are is going to start to become really apparent through stress and really negative emotions like sadness or depression, physical pain. The sadness, the depression, the physical pain, the boredom, the real lack of interest in living, these are all signs that you're not connected with your desire. And a lot of times when you come off of this path, it's like the further you go away from this inner core of desire and the more you compromise with other people's stories or tolerate what other people want you to do and want you to be and want you to have, the more painful you're going to feel because it's not who you truly are. Um, and, and the more either you're just going to feel that pain or try to relieve the pain. And it's in the relieving the pain that people go into addictions or emotional unavailability or whatever they might choose. And addictions can be a lot of things. It can even be working too hard. So when you're not connected with your desire, basically there's this spiral effect that will begin to reiterate and repaint this picture over and over again that it is not a life of yours. It's not your life. You're basically, if this is happening, giving your power over to other people's stories. And it can be so painful. And I remember it was really painful for me. So since I was like so disconnected from my desire and I just had no self-worth and no confidence and really I doubted who I was as a person. So I was scared to answer my desires and scared to believe what I wanted because I didn't trust it and I didn't believe it and I just never had really lived in that space of being connected with my desire and who I was for a long long time so that was a really uncomfortable place to be so I can really understand and empathize with say you have this desire that you want to start a new business or you want to meet some new people. You want to experience some new things in your life. You want to maybe be exploratory with your sexuality just for fun. Or you want to make a whole lot of money and you want to make so much money that it's embarrassed. you feel embarrassed to tell the people around you. You feel embarrassed to admit it. But the truth is, these things inside of us are really what we need. And when those feelings well up, 
unless they are a reaction to the real um, lack of connection with where we started from, then they're telling us something. Um, and the more we ignore that, the more pain and tension and stress we create for ourselves. So we're ultimately responsible for all of the negative feelings we're feeling. So in, in connecting with your desire at first, the way that I experienced it when I first needed to do that, I was so far removed from what I wanted or who I was on the inside that I didn't even know where to begin. All I knew was that there were several things in front of me that I didn't like. So that's why when I begin with my coaching clients, um, and even when I started my design company, like the first thing to do is to remove what's not working and to make sure that whatever is the low-hanging fruit stressors, they have to go. So unfortunately, it's very common to not be living from your truth um, in the culture that we live in that, that I've grown up in. So it's very um, accepted to tolerate less than in your life and to and to just go with the flow and to not rock the boat and in order to start tapping into your desire after you haven't done it for a long long time you're going to rock the boat you're going to rock your own boat you're going to rock the boats of people around you and the reason why um a lot of people that are great successes in life are very polarizing to people is because they're okay doing this. They're okay living with their desire and what they want for themselves despite that other people don't like it. Because when you start to live with from your truth, a lot of people aren't gonna like that because a lot of people aren't in tune with their truth. And so because they aren't, you are a threat to them. Um, notice how if you've ever seen a divorced person who, you know, that might be a chaotic thing, they're divorced, and then the other married people around them that might be unhappy, they don't want to hang out with that divorced person because that divorced person is showing them something that they probably need to do. Um, I see that is one situation that's super common, that a lot of people are staying together and not living by their truth um, because they don't know how to make those steps. So it's hard for them to see people that have actually taken the steps. Um, so when we get really far away from our desire and our truth and who we really are as beings, it's actually a comfort to not see people who are really tapped into their desire. It, you know, you can, that's a way to hide. By lining yourself up with other people who are miserable, that is a way to just agree together that you don't have to live by the truth and to agree together to live in pain. And a lot of people do it. And I definitely spent some time, you know, agreeing to be a bully in high school because I was so unhappy. Um, I palled up with my friend and we made fun of people because I was in pain. 
or to agree to gossip about other family members because, you know, I've done that and I was in pain. So um, that's okay. Let them do their thing if you really need to step into your truth. I don't care if your truth is seems tiny. The thing that you've been itching or wanting, that can easily turn into a domino effect of something that you really need. And I and I'm a huge advocate of just doing it and not overthinking it, even if it's gonna come out awkward at first. Um, I have been incredibly awkward at many, many stages in my business and my growth and life in general. But if I didn't, you know, if I feared being awkward more than I didn't want to be happy. Um, or whatever, you know what I mean. If I feared being awkward so much that I would put that in front of being happy is what I want to say, um, I wouldn't be here now. And there are many, many reasons why tapping into your desire can be scary and your ego might want to fight it. Your ego might wanna fight you to stay unhappy. Like, think about it. If you are accustomed to being unhappy or accustomed to being in this cycle of drama or complaint or whatever that may be, um, your ego might be fighting you to not do these things that would lift you up into harmony and allow you to be happy. And that is actually something I'm going to tell you right now. If you want to choose this path of manifesting and bringing happiness into your life and really being and doing and having who you truly are and living it up and being everything that you want to be and you have strayed from your desire to any extent, um, your ego is going to fight you and something or a many things in your world are going to try to tell you that this is the wrong path and it is going to be uncomfortable to start to be happy because if you've been really familiar with the space of basically being a victim in life then it's going to be really challenging to create a new story at first um but it's so possible and so worth it where you're in an open space just simply there with who you are um trust me it can feel really awkward and i have on my journey i will just share encountered many 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 turns in the bend where i would go back to my ways of hiding and and not getting this thing all it is is lost time and more pain incurred and sometimes it's just the way that i needed to learn that lesson so hardcore <laughs> so as not to return to it and so instead of being a professional victim like i used to be and make every situation something that was making things hard for me um I, I know better now and you know that is something that despite all of the tools that I've experienced and all of the joy and happiness and growth and wonderful things I've brought into my life um, 
I know that these patterns are still there to be awakened and to tap into. I just don't need to tap into them anymore. Um, and eventually you'll get so into your new story of who you are, totally connected with who you are, that that will just be a non-issue. It is very awkward to start to make this transition. And I actually recommend having an accountability, a partner, as in a coach, and pad yourself with the accountability coaches, um, the right kind of practitioners. I layer up the types, the types of counselors that need to be on a topic that I'm working through at that time because I just have a take no prisoners approach to getting where I want to be. Um, if I notice that something is tantalizing me away from who I really am. So that's why, you know, I'm making the um, worksheets that I'm going to have available for you. I will definitely make sure that you have access to those. I'm putting together an entire kit that's kind of like an, a, a way for you to download where you're at right now. So there's some free content. There's going to be some really inexpensive content. Um, the whole point is to get you on a path to start exploring where you are right now and how far you are from where you want to be and what that being looks like and just give you the tools to step into it. So, you know, on this side of all the things that I've experienced in the growth and experienced this tapping into um, my desire, I know now that that is the number one shortcut way to just laser beam towards who you are, where you want to be, like basic joy, all those things, no matter how silly it may seem, no matter how impossible it may seem, you might look at your situation and go, but that's not for me. Um, that's bullshit. That's, that's someone else's story speaking through you. You might look at your life and go, well, I definitely can't do that right now because, and then have a million reasons. You know what? Everyone can have a million reasons why not to do something, and that is your basic victim mentality. That is you denying you from yourself and from the world. So honest to goodness, if I don't give you the tough love on that subject, um, there are going to be some people that are just swirling around in pain, and I don't care if you don't agree with me. There's never a good time to have a baby. There's never a good time to get married. There's never a good time to get a divorce. There's never a good time to die. There's never a good time for any of these things. You don't overthink it. You just listen to your desire and you do it. Whatever it is that you are being called upon to do, you just do it. And it's actually those things that throw you into this oh shit mode that are going to be the most impactful the most poignant in your life and the most hugely rewarding if you actually go and do them. What is the worst thing that can happen? And I've definitely thought that in a lot of different ways in, in my life. What is the worst thing that can happen? If the worst thing that can happen is I'm a little bit more stressed out or I'm really sick or really uncomfortable or near my death, who cares? Who cares? If, if it's something that gets me closer to who I am, that is like the most priceless, abundant thing on the planet. I will also be talking about how desire and, and abundance are connected, but they're just connected. They're almost synonymous, um, not completely, but 
I just want to share that. I want you to know that this is a big deal and that tapping into it can can hurt. It can hurt others. Um, that's not your problem. You always want to be responsible and conscientious, but never allowing other people to dictate who you're being right now. And if you don't tap into your desire, um, whoever, you know, if you're raising children, they're basically going to adopt the patterns that you have decided not to fix. Um, so why not now? There's like no excuses. So that is my desire soapbox. That is not the last you have heard from me on the topic of desire. There's so much to explore, but I just wanted to make sure I'm reiterating this from a lot of angles because it's, it's so important. I will be giving lots of really juicy content around tapping into this and the practicalities of it because after you define that big hat, you know, idea, there's, there's the nuts and bolts behind it. How are you going to make it happen? And I'm going to show that too in my kit of worksheets that I put online for you. So definitely I will make that available as soon as I have it up. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you like this comment review. This is a new podcast. It's going out into the world um, with a lot of frequency. I haven't decided yet, but I'm kind of thinking that it's going to be a daily post right now. So thanks so much. Bye-bye.